Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the South Florida High School Sports Show on AM560, FM96.5, HD2, the Joe WQAM, and streaming on the Odyssey app. Sponsored by University of Miami Sports Medicine Institute. Their experts treat athletes of all levels, elite pros, active adults, and youth athletes. Recover your game. Visit uhealthsportsmedicine.com. Here is Larry Bluestein. I am Alex Dono, filling in for Larry Bluestein on this Monday night, South Florida High School Sports Show on AM560 Sports WQAM. A little bit later this hour at around 7.20, we will talk some Miami Hurricanes football, some high school football with Jakari Givens uh, at KingJock24 on Twitter. Does an awesome job covering football for the Five Reasons Sports Network. A South Florida native who played his college ball with the Kansas Jayhawks. Yeah, those Kansas Jayhawks. He played football, not basketball, but I'm sure I'll give him an opportunity to troll us a little bit after his Jayhawks knocked Mike Haynes out of the NCAA tournament yesterday. We got Sports Bomber along for the ride with us. Speaking of former South Florida high school football players, Teddy Bridgewater created some headlines last week. Former Miami Northwestern quarterback, who is now Tua Tungo-Vailoa's backup with the Miami Dolphins. You know, Bridgewater, uh, when the new Dolphins players were introduced, I think it was last Thursday when they introduced Teron Armstead. Uh, well, Brid- all, all, I mean, all, all the new guys spoke uh, this past week. Most recently, of course, Tyreek Hill, Teron Armstead. Bridgewater has had a chance to talk with reporters as well. And he was asked to clarify his role. Right. As if, you know, are you brought in to compete with Tua or were you brought in strictly to be the backup? And he wouldn't offer any clarity into it. I didn't read a whole lot into that because honestly, I understand. I can't relate to it, but I can understand after, you know, covering professional sports for so many years that these guys to get to where they are. You know, when you're talking about eight, nine years in the National Football League, you are so competitive and you don't like to think about or talk about the idea of being a designated backup. That in the mind of pretty much every NFL player, whether you play quarterback, defensive end, or you're a long snapper, like your thought is always, I'm here to play, I'm here to be a starter and I think I'm better than the guy who's ahead of me on the depth chart. That's always the mindset. So listen, I... I can understand no matter what he's been told behind closed doors, no matter what he was told when he signed the contract, because, yeah, 
when you're a quarterback in the NFL, anytime you know you're a free agent, you're signing with a certain team, you better believe you're going to ask the GM and the head coach before you put your your pen on the on, on the paper and sign on the dotted line. Okay, what's my role going to be here? What do you see my role being here with? Uh, and I'm sure that they told him straight what they expect from him, just because Teddy didn't want to talk about that, didn't want to talk about being a backup. Um, I didn't really, I didn't really think too much about those comments, but it did lead to a lot of headlines, a lot of columns being written, a lot of speculation. Wait, did they tell Bridgewater he's here to compete? Now, honestly, real talk, I embrace competition at every position, and I don't really believe in handing out starting jobs. I know that they they want to treat Tua with kid gloves because the previous coach treated Tua terribly. And I think now this coaching staff wants to go out of their way to make him feel comfortable and make him feel like they believe in him. So no, I don't believe Teddy Bridgewater is going to be given any sort of a real competition in training camp and in the preseason. I I think he's going to be taking second team reps most of the way. There's going to be an understanding that this guy is the backup quarterback now um, the odds would tell you at some point Tua may miss some games because he missed some time in each of his first two years in the NFL, missed a lot of time at Alabama. So Bridgewater may get a chance to play, but I think he only gets that chance to play because of injury, not because of merit. And also, even if they did have an open competition, I, I would feel a little bit better about Tua's chances than Brid- Bridgewater's chances to win that. But I didn't read a whole lot into his comments, but a lot of people were speculating. Maybe he thinks he's competing for the starting job. Uh, Mike McDaniel, Dolphins head coach, was asked that question at the league meetings, and he put the kibosh on it. He said loud and very clearly, I explained my role, their role, sorry, I explained the role to both of our quarterbacks. Bridgewater knows he's here to be the backup, and he's here to help Tua. That's the end of that. He was also asked about the Tom Brady rumors. Tommy Brady, I, I was in for Hawk and Crowder on Friday, We talked a lot about that. Sports Bomber will remember I didn't put a whole lot of stock in those rumors. I didn't really think there was any legitimate chance that the Dolphins were going to acquire Brady this offseason. So I I thought that was a whole lot of smoke. But McDaniel very clearly said it's fake news. And you notice, Sports Bomber, what the difference is. A big difference between the Brian Flores regime and the infancy of the Mike McDaniel regime is Mike McDaniel actually gives you a straight decisive answers on things. He doesn't just allow things to kind of float in the air the way that Flores did. Well, yeah. Well, there was also an agenda there with Flores looking back on it now because I think Flores really thought that he he was that, that Jacoby Brissett was better than Tua. And, you know, that's a debatable position at best. Um, but, you know. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett was not better than any quarterback in the NFL yeah, last yeah, pretty year. The much, guy was a train wreck. Pretty much. That, that, that Colt game was, like, embarrassing. But. <laughs> that's a that's a different conversation entirely. But yeah, I think that there's a bit of a transparency issue, and I think that the Dolphins have to kind of be transparent with everything that has gone on the last couple of years with Flores, um, with with the with the with the double talk of oh Tua's our guy or Deshaun Watson or Jacoby Brissett, you know oh there's there's all this harmony in the organization, but there's no harmony in the organization. So I think the Dolphins have to have a certain level of transparency here with the fan base going forward because if it turns out that they're just you know blowing smoke up our butts again, you know, they're going to have no credibility left with the fan base anymore. So I think it's kind of incumbent on them to have that transparency, Dono. Well, I think even if you are lying 
it's important to give the answer that creates the least distraction. And I'm not I'm not even saying that Dolphins or McDaniel is lying about Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's more than likely telling the truth about Bridgewater having the clear role as a backup. But uh, I think a big problem with Brian Flores was he just he didn't know how to how to give the media the information that's best for the team because I I think there's there's an understanding among educated football fans sometimes coaches and general managers lie like sometimes they will tell a lie in order to protect the truth in order to protect their players and like you know going back to last season. I think it became pretty clear after the fact, after the trade deadline last November, it became pretty clear that, yeah, the Dolphins did make an attempt before the deadline last year at Deshaun Watson. And, you know, Brian Flores let it hang up in the air for a couple of months. I think it became a massive distraction. It would have been better for him to lie and say no uh, and to be more decisive. I know that he did He did repeatedly say Tua Tua is our is our quarterback right now. Like he said stuff like that. It didn't really wait, wait, what do you mean right now? Do you mean today but not maybe tomorrow? Like he wasn't very decisive on this. So uh, at the very least, even if Mike McDaniel is lying, sometimes you have to lie about this stuff. And and on the Tom Brady fake news thing, I think that this week's version of the Dolphins making an attempt at Tom Brady, I do agree it's fake news because it wouldn't make any sense. Like if Brady is trying to get traded to the Dolphins, why has he also been recruiting free agents to come back to Tampa? Like it doesn't really look like the actions of a guy who wants to get the hell out of there and come to Miami. Looks like a guy who actually wants to play one more year, I think, in Tampa Bay. And then maybe in 2023, if, if Tua doesn't play very well, I hope he does, but if Tua doesn't play very well this year, maybe next year. You make an attempt at Tom Brady, even though he will be very, 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 very old uh, a year from now. He's 44 years old right now. He's going to be 45 next year, but that could be an option next year when he's uh, when he's a free agent. So, no, I don't think it was a lie to say it's fake news right now, but we certainly know two years ago the Dolphins were thinking about making a run at Brady, but Brian Flores refused to take the yacht meeting. Uh, I think it's been pretty well reported at this point that there is going to be consideration in the future for Brady, maybe not even to play for the Dolphins, but after he's retired to become a minority owner because Bruce Beal is the one who's going to be buying majority stake at some point from Stephen Ross, that's his successor, and Bruce Beal and Tom Brady are tight. So I think that that part of it is legit. So uh, I, I do agree with Mike McDaniel, it's fake news today, but maybe it wasn't fake news two years ago. Maybe it won't be fake news a year from now, but... Um, I think that when it comes to finessing reporters and keeping your team with as little distractions as possible, I think Mike McDaniel, in the matter of about a month being the Dolphins head coach, is already doing a better job with some of that stuff than Brian Flores did over a a three-year period. Uh, So big move that happened since I last hosted this show. Uh, I did talk about it on the Hawk and Crowder show last Friday when I filled in. We all know the Dolphins made one of the biggest moves of the offseason. The Tyree Kill acquisition was fantastic. Um, I've been asked this question a couple times because I've done interviews on shows from other parts of the country that were asking me about the Dolphins acquiring Tyree Kill. I was on a show in Central Florida earlier today. I was on a show with a station in Las Vegas late last week. And this question has come up both times. And I've seen other people ask this question, heard other people ask this question as well. 
why did the Chiefs give him up? Like, why were the Chiefs willing to give up Tyreek Hill? Do they know something that we don't? Are they worried about injury issues? Are they worried about his attitude? Is he too much of a diva? I had the same answer both times, and I think I'm sticking with it, especially after what Andy Reid said this week about Tyreek Hill. I think the primary reason why, and anybody with a brain who's been following the breadcrumbs here should know this, the primary reason why Tyreek Hill is a Miami Dolphin now and no longer a Kansas City Chief, it's about the salary cap. It's about money. I don't think there's some big conspiracy here about Kansas City thinking, oh, I'm so glad we can get rid of this guy. We don't need him. He needs us more than we need him. I think they're very sorry to see him go. I I know uh, Patrick Mahomes, I'm sure, is very sorry to see him go. So, I mean, what happened with Tyreek Hill was they were starting to negotiate a contract extension with him, Chiefs and Tyreek. Uh, They had a tougher salary cap scenario than Miami does. They thought they could get him at a certain price. And then the Devontae Adams trade and contract extension happened. The money that he got from Las Vegas, it changed the wide receiver market. Tyreek Hill saying, hey, if I'm going to rework a deal, I want to make at least a dollar more and more guaranteed money than what Devontae Adams is making. That became the line in the sand with negotiation. And then all of a sudden, Kansas City was priced out, and they they couldn't get him at that point to take a hometown discount. So it became about money. I don't think Kansas City is thinking, oh, this guy, he's such a diva-wide receiver. We're looking forward to getting rid of him, or we don't think he's healthy. Passed his physicals with Miami with flying colors. I know Dante Culpepper did as well so many years ago, but I, I hope that that history does not repeat itself here. This is what Andy Reid had to say about Uh, about the Tyreek Hill situation that ultimately ended up with him getting traded. Quote, you can handle it any way you want to handle it. We handled it the way we did there, uh, Reed said uh, at the owners' meetings today. Quote, we felt like Tyreek deserved an opportunity. We came in aggressive, talking about the extension, and then after we got to a point, we just said, hey, listen, in this day and age, you have issues that you have to deal with with the cap. So we felt like it was better to allow him to go ahead and be traded. You can go different routes. You can play hardball with the player and do that, or you can kind of go about it the way I did or we did. So they decided, listen, instead of instead of making this guy possibly being unhappy here and try to hardball him into taking less money, we thought, you know what? We're never going to be able to afford him with what he wants. And let's not forget, Tyree Kill's agent is Drew Rosenhaus. That guy does not lay down for anybody, right? If you're thinking, you know what, we could sweet-talk Drew into taking less money. Now, if he and and Tyreek had their mind made up that he needed a certain dollar figure, there wasn't going to be a whole lot of budging from that. So I think I I actually respect the way that Kansas City handled it. Instead of really trying to strong-arm Hill, they just said, you know what, Uh, he, he loves being here to a point. Uh, we certainly love having him. Andy Reid loves Tyreek Hill. He's not hiding that fact, but it's just better for everybody if we come to a quick amicable agreement. And honestly, uh, you can't say this about every trade that's made in the NFL. You can say it about some of them, probably not about most. Uh, I, I think this deal could end up being good for both sides, right? Because you know Kansas City, who didn't have as much cap wiggle room as Miami, getting some high draft picks and five total draft picks in return, so they can you know rebuild some of their skill positions with lower cost talent. They got a nice return in the deal, and I think from a Dolphin standpoint, it's very clear 
Uh, I, I would say you, you could argue both sides won this deal, but I think the Dolphins won this deal more than Kansas City did because you look at the type of receiving core that you're building under what should be a dynamic Mike McDaniel offense. Uh, and to me, the Dolphins gave up a lot, but I don't think they gave up too much, right? Because if you told me a week ago, Miami, knowing their draft pick situation this year and next year, if you told me Miami can make a trade for Tyreek freaking Hill without giving up either of next year's first rounders, because you got two first rounders in 2023, you had one first rounder this year, not a high pick, 29th overall. You know, the exchange from uh, from San Francisco from from last year. Uh, and by the way, thank you, Laramie Tunsil, because the Laramie Tunsil trade, you wouldn't have Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddell, among others, without that Laramie Tunsil trade. So you give away a low first-round pick this year, 50th overall pick in the second round, a fourth-round pick, a fourth-rounder, and a sixth-rounder from next year. You get to keep both of your first-round picks from 2023. That's a hell of a job by the Miami Dolphins while addressing a need and bringing in one of the most dynamic players in the league. So I, I thought that that was a fantastic piece of business for Miami. And in Kansas City's situation, uh, I thought it was a good move. Uh, in the 786, a texter writes in, talking about head coaches and GMs lying in the NFL. Just remember, Dono, it's not a lie if you believe it. Ah, thank you, George Costanza. I think that's our guy Rafa in Miami. I love Rafa on the text line and on social media because – he has a Seinfeld quote for everything. That's a deep cut Seinfeld He's, quote quote too. Yeah. Yeah, it is. There there is not a Seinfeld quote that Rafa doesn't have memorized. I've been interacting with this guy on social media for probably 7 or 8 years and 90% of the time I talk talk with this guy, we're talking about Seinfeld. He loves Se and obviously I love Seinfeld. I've seen every episode probably 100 times. I was just watching a yesterday morning on TBS uh, or no, sorry, on Comedy Central. Before, before, you know, usually the only shows that are usually ever on on Comedy Central are The Office and South Park. But like in the morning yesterday, they were running Seinfeld episodes. And I sat down and watched like three or four episodes, including the Bubble Boy episode was on uh, the episode where uh, where where Newman, where, like, where Newman, Newman like, went like to a Comedy Central, yeah. we have Seinfeld now. Yeah, they have Seinfeld now, apparently. And I thought TBS uh, had like an exclusive on that, man. I thought so, too. And then Netflix now has the streaming exclusive, but I guess they still do syndication. I was watching it on Actually, Comedy no, Central I think, the I think other they day. share that with Peacock. Oh, they do? Okay. Because oh, it, was, it was an NBC show, so that yeah. would make sense. I think Peacock is the only streaming service that I do not subscribe to. I got really I, just, I, I can't afford another one. <laughs> <laughs> I got really mad at Peacock because I, I have an issue in my room. I, I don't have, like, cable television in my room. Um, I literally just watch stuff on the Internet all the time, and I was having trouble finding a site to watch the Super Bowl. So I went to Peacock, and I'm like, okay, they have a free sign-in. So I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. you know, but my house, has, my house has cable television. I just don't have it connected directly to my television. So usually a lot of times I can go to, like, Bally Sports, and I can log in and say, hey, I'm an Xfinity customer, and they'll be like, oh, okay, we see you're clear. Yeah. You can watch the Heat game. You can watch the Panther game. So usually I, and I do the same thing with CBS. You know, I have no problem. So I do the same thing for Peacock, and they won't let me watch the damn Super Bowl. And I'm like, are you really? kidding me? I'm a paying Adelphia customer. I have it. I just, I can't, I have, I have, I signed up for like a free, for a free. You're telling me I have to pay you money for you to stream me the Super Bowl, <laughs> even though I'm already paying that is money? crazy. I'm like, you know what, Peacock, <laughs> you know what, dude? 
I'll watch Seinfeld on Netflix, dude. I was considering getting the sign in, <laughs> but when you wouldn't let me watch the, the freaking Super Bowl, like like on the free sign up, like on the on, on the night where a lot of people are gonna sign up for Peacock, and now I get emails from Peacock every other day, like, hey, you gonna over here, you're gonna sign up for Peacock, and I'm like, nope, not gonna do it. <laughs> Man of principle. All right, when we come back, we're gonna talk with Jakari Givens here on AM560 Sports WQAM. Welcome back to the South Florida High School Sports Show on AM560 FM 96.5 HD to the Joe, WQAM, and streaming on the Odyssey app. Sponsored by University of Miami Sports Medicine Institute. Welcome back into the South Florida High School Sports Show. I'm Alex Dono. Keep the seat warm for our boy Blue, Larry Bluestein. Out to the guest line we go. Bring in former... South Miami senior high football player, former Kansas Jayhawk, and a guy who does an excellent job covering college and pro football on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Jakari Givens joins us. Jakari, good evening, my friend. How you been? I'm I'm good, man. What about yourself? I'm doing well. And listen, I'll give you a little bit of a chance to brag, because even though, you know, in, in your professional life, you talk a lot of Miami Hurricanes, you are a Kansas Jayhawk in basketball yesterday. We all know what happened. Uh, if you want to brag a little bit, my friend, the floor is yours. No bragging, no bragging. We still got to finish the mission. Um, yep. I'd love to see Kansas win it. All, uh, but that, that's not going to really be the game. Kansas and Villanova are not going to be talked about as much. We all know UNC Duke is probably going to be the premier matchup at night. Um, I just want to see – a good game for from just a good game and obviously I love to see Kansas make it to the final four. But kudos to Miami for having such a strong season. Um, you know, they're a very uh very potent team. They just fell in love with the three ball too much yesterday and they couldn't hit. And once they stopped hitting, Kansas kinda of just went on the run. You know, I think the last time we had you on this show, I, I didn't really ask you so much about your recruitment. And since a lot of recruiting gets covered on this program, uh, tell us a little bit, when, when you were coming out of high school here in South Florida, how did you wind up going to, to Kansas? And then what was it like living in Kansas? Um, So my story is kind of different. Um, you know, I was a, a guy that got a, got in late. Um. Uh, a couple of guys didn't qualify, and, you know, thanks to God, um, I was able to receive something late over in Kansas, and that's how my whole Kansas journey started. And living in Kansas was phenomenal. Um, anytime you go to a college town, regardless, um, it's always going to be fun. So I had a great time there. Um, I love the atmosphere um, from the fans to the school. Um, I miss it from uh, time to time. Obviously, I'm an adult now, so – but growing up there, it helped me. It really helped me mature and grow, uh, grow up. So for all the kids out there who are scared to go off to college, um, do it. It's like you're not gonna lose anything. And the way it's set up now, you can always recorrect, uh, rewrite your wrongs with the transfer portal or True. whatever you may do it. So don't be scared. And that's another thing to the guys who don't have any offers right now, no stars or anything. Um, like I said, I was a guy that got in late. Um, I actually. Knew I was didn't know I was going to Kansas to June, right? Oh <laughs> wow! School started, yeah, and uh, so you just have to push, and it, it doesn't matter because you're another guy messed up. So get your grades up because you don't want to be this guy who misses out on their scholarship or their preferred walk-on spot because they didn't have the grades, and you have your grades, and you reap in on the benefits. So 
for all those guys, keep pushing, keep playing hard. South Florida is a very, it's a hotbed state, but all you guys are good enough to play at the next level, right? So do your part as far as getting your grades and working hard, running track, or whatever your coach may ask you, wrestling, whatever sport it is, and staying in shape and being ready because you never know how the ball, uh, the chips may fall. And sometimes some guys don't qualify and you're next up on the board and you happen to be right on time. And, you know, they may call a couple of guys in front of you, but they don't have the grades either, but you have the grades. So that's your opportunity and you get your time to do your thing. So that's, that's my advice to the kids. I love that. Those are words of inspiration right there. Uh, and yeah, man, it, it seems to me, and I hope this trend continues, especially once my son gets a little older, he's four years old right now. So we don't worry about his grades, but like, I remember, and, and you're a little bit younger than me, Jakari, but man, when I was in high school, uh, like only, only like the nerds cared about their grades, but now it seems like the culture's changing a little bit. Like, it seems like everybody now is wanting to do grades. They understand the importance of, of getting, you know, decent marks on their tests and all that. So hopefully that trend continues because it really does make the world a better place when we all, when we all try and, and try harder. Uh, Jakari Givens joins us here on AM560 Sports WQAM. Did you play, when you were in high school, did you play a lot of other sports besides football? What else were you into? Uh, so I ran track. They always wanted me to do wrestling, but I did wrestling in middle school. I, I just I hated the conditioning part, but it's yeah. really great for you. And as a football player, you should do it because, one, it teaches you leverage, angles, teaches you how to control your body, learning how to tackle the proper way, you know, getting your center of gravity. Obviously, track was one of my main things as well. I did track. Um, I didn't do any of the meets, but I did the practices just to keep my wind and my strength and conditioning up, stuff like that. Um, so, and also, when I wasn't doing that, you know, I was fortunate enough to have a trainer, so I had a trainer that I was doing track workouts with. So, you do all the other sports because it helps you, whether you play basketball, football, uh, volleyball, track, soccer, do something else outside of football. Um, just because it helps you become a better athlete. And, like, for instance, with a, if you play baseball, because I played baseball my junior year, um, just ran bases, though. Probably if I would have played it my whole life or, you know, around, I probably would have been good at it. But if mm -hmm. you play baseball, it teaches you how to change directions. So in 5 10 5. I've never met a baseball player who was not good in 5 10 5. Um, but you can meet a guy who's played football his whole life, and he sucks at the five ten five, right? <laughs> so you play all those other sports just to get become a better athlete. Like as like for instance, in track, I've never met a track guy who wasn't a good jumper or wasn't explosive who couldn't run a four or five or four or four. Um, just because track is so long and it's, it teaches you the right technique of running, and it kind of mitigates you having to go pay a trainer 20 grand to learn how to run fast or run in a straight line. Just do it in high school when it's free. And I also did it in college too, my freshman year. Um, I ran track. I didn't do any of the meets. I just was going to practice with him, with the guys, but it helps you. Trust me. So doing other sports really help. No, I think you're right about all that. You're, you're definitely right about wrestling and the conditioning that goes into that like uh, when, when I was in high school I played soccer where there's a lot of running and we'd be out on the field you know I'm also a South Florida kid went to Westminster Christian 
there were some afternoons. It's like 95 degrees outside. I'm running laps with the soccer team, and I think I couldn't possibly be more miserable than I am right now. And then I would see the dudes from the wrestling team who are not only also out there running in 95 degrees, they had those like garbage bag vests on so that they were dropping weight. So it's like, yeah, I'm wearing a t-shirt and shorts and I'm miserable. These guys are like covered in extra layers. I can only imagine what they felt like. Yeah, it was, it was bad, man. Cause you have to cut weight trying to make a Pacific weight. And it's, it's just like, Oh God. And then, you know, you have to be 160 on the head. So you can't, eat, drink water for a couple of days, like try to make weight. So, Yeah, it's a, it's absolutely crazy. Hey, so w- the, the last time you and I ha- had a conversation a week or two ago, uh, did, did you mention to me, were you at the uh, the University of Miami Coaches Clinic? Did you attend that? Yeah, it was pretty – it was a great experience. Um, um, a couple of my other coaches went. I did not go um, Friday. I d- just went to the practice Saturday which was pretty good. Um, you know, that was probably one of the most competitive practices I've seen in Miami in a long time. Um, really, really good practice. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm happy to see where Miami is going. Uh, I think they're doing a, the right thing by getting the right people around the program. Um, you know, you've seen Ed Ogeron, you've seen the pictures out there. He was out there coaching. Uh, I think they're trying to bring him in. Um, on a as a analyst role, um, but I think Ed is going to stay retired for this year at least. But um, I think they're trying to push that on him, but we'll see. And that's from some insight that I got from nice. you know one of my sources. Um, but you know Miami's doing a good thing. They have they're 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 finally in place. They have a coaching staff in place to win, and I think they understand. I think Cristobal understands what it means to be. A Miami Hurricane. Um, also, it, it's just different. Like with Manny Diaz, you didn't see that much intensity all the time, but that was an intense practice, and I like where Miami's heading at. Um, still got a year or two away. I think Miami wins about nine or ten games this year. Um, you know, but they're still a year or two away from contending for that college football playoff. Uh, just because I think their trenches is not good enough at the moment. Yeah, no, and I would agree with that. I don't I don't have gigantic expectations for year one because, you know, listen, Mario Cristobal's already done a ton of work at Miami, including, you know, he did a nice job salvaging the 2022 uh, recruiting class, even though he'd been in the building for a couple of weeks, you know, just a few days before the December uh, early signing day. So he's done tremendous work. But then I look at 2023 and beyond, like they they lock up uh, the Washington twins, Bobby and Robbie. So Miami now has, a, I think, a top 20 class for 2023. I think it's only going to continue to rise. I, I think Miami's going to end up in the top five in 2023. Um, I think so, yeah. I think that that was good. And it all starts, Miami's doing the right thing. It starts by keeping the talent that is here home. You know, that's the biggest thing you want to do um, in building the culture. Because, I mean, it's not hard to sell Miami to a young 18-year-old kid, 16, 17, 18-year-old kid. Never been here before. They see the pretty lights. They go out, South Beach. You see all this other stuff, and this is something you, oh, I want to do this. You're talking about a kid who might have grew up in, you know, a small town out in Georgia who's just really good at football. He comes down here and he sees all this or whatever it may be. Just like they landed the guy, the impact guy from uh, UCLA, the defensive end. Yeah. Um, 
you know, so but I think Miami ends up with a a, a top five twenty twenty three class. I think they land Bang the twenty twenty three defense for Central, and I think they land McLean to do uh, the corner from Lake Gibson. Um, wow. I I I think he's gonna be McLean. Him and Bang probably gonna be two big gets. Um, McLean, I think is probably gonna most likely may commit to Miami. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, you know, I do know some people close to him. Um, so I think Miami's in a pretty good position. But I, I'm not a don't quote me on saying he's committing tomorrow or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it, 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 I understand things can change, but I will emphasize to people, uh, Jakari's usually right about this stuff. I'm in, I'm in a Hurricanes group chat with him. And when, when he talks about a potential commit or someone potentially joining the coaching staff, like eight or nine times out of ten, it happens. So when, the, yeah, when this the man only, speaks, I listen. The only person I was wrong about was Dorsey. I thought Dorsey was a, sure, a surefire guy. But ah. I, think, I think Dorsey was more attracted to the NFL, which I don't blame him because he's probably one step what, a year or two away from being the head coach in the league. And how the NFL works, he's one year away, really, from one good season from Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, and I think he's there. I want to ask you uh, one more thing because I like your perspective on this. Uh, Just going to the NFL real quick, you know, everyone, everyone who's on social media, and you're a Dolphins fan, we've all seen the just the constant tweets from Nick Hicks, the guy who trains Tua with the Perform. Twitter account. Uh, he sends out a lot of videos. He trolls people sometimes. I, I've gotten into it with him before just because I, I troll Tua every now and again. So hey, hey, I don't think Hicks likes me very much. Uh, you, you've actually been been critical of him training Tua. You think Tua might be better served finding someone else. Is that true? Yes. Uh, Tua needs to give it a real quarterback coach. I'm not saying that Nick Hicks is doing bad work. I am I, not by any stretch of the means of saying I just think for a quarterback, you have to get with a real dude who who is a good quarterback coach. If you look at uh, the Lamar Jacksons of the world, the Tom Brady's, the Russell Wilson's, the you know the top guys, you know they train with top quarterback coaches, and I think Tua would benefit from being with a guy like Trent Dilfer, uh, who's a really good quarterback, you know, coach. Um, you know, he helped Tua out and they lead 11 camps and stuff like that. So I think Tua will benefit from going back to the, you know, to the basics. Uh, a lot of the workout videos he's posting, I, you know, I haven't, I'm not no quarterback coach guru or anything, but I will say I haven't seen a lot of those guys do drills like that. Um, a lot of his balls are dying out when he's throwing his, uh, his arm strength is a problem. So that's, that's number one. But um, I think he will, you know, be better with a real quarterback coach. That's just like a guy who plays running back. You'll be better with a guy who 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 teaches running back. You know, like Jerry Seymour, who's our RBA. He's a really good running back coach or a receiver that goes to receiver factory or Golden Feet Glow. It benefits for those things. So I, I don't, you know, I obviously I wish the best for Tour. Uh, you know, I think he'll be better in year three than he's ever been, but. The same time he had to give it a real deal line coach or something like a quarterback coach, I should say, to for him to progress the way he does. Because at this point, he's training with his homeboy, and we got to call a spade a spade. That's his homeboy that he's training with, 
and that's something he's comfortable with. Tua needs to go get with a real quarterback coach so he can get better. Because it's make it. or break time. It's make or break time for him. And if not, if he doesn't get it done with this team, Lamar Jackson then will start ringing across <laughs> the board. <laughs> and I think LJ has a really strong chance of being a Miami Dolphin in 2023. I love it. King Jock 24 is where you follow him on Twitter. And make sure you check out his work on the Five Reasons Sports Network and on the Sixth Ring Miami Hurricane Show. Jakari Givens, thank you so much, man. And I, I love the stories when you talk about inspiration, keeping the grades up, cross-training in other sports. I, I think that's great advice to all the athletes and aspiring athletes out there. Thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your week. Go, oh, go ahead. Thank you, man. No, I was just going to say, man, any of you high school guys listening to the show, um, I'm accessible. You guys can hit me up on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, it's KingJock24 across the board. Man, I'll give you guys any advice you may need on uh, anything and how to get better, you know, to keep your motivation up. So, guys, I'm available. You can hit me up anytime. Thank you so much, man. Enjoy your week. You too. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, and that's really cool, man. Because uh, listen, yeah, if you're if you're 16, 17 years old, you talk to a guy like Jakari. He's been through all that. He's been through everything: recruiting process, you know, getting getting comfortable at, at a university, getting into a team aspect. I mean, he can give you advice on all that stuff. All right, when we come back, we're gonna go into the vault. We're gonna hear from our boy Blue, Larry Bluestein. I'm looking forward to hearing this one back. Uh, one of Blue's best interviews. Uh, sat down with new Miami Hurricanes linebacker Wesley Bliss, Wesley Blissaint. You're going to hear that when we come back here on AM 560 Sports WQAM. As we said, big games this week, uh, all determining which uh, teams will go to state. One of uh, the teams looking for a third consecutive state appearance. First one at 5A, and uh, one of the reasons why Miami Central is uh, headed uh, you know, to that final game at home against uh, uh, Baker County is our next guest, uh, linebacker, one of the best. Uh, since he was in ninth and 10th grade, I watched that kid. He was amazing, amazing athlete, amazing uh, football player, and a tremendous person, an tr- outstanding um, a person in the classroom. Uh, Wesley Besaint, linebacker, is kind enough to join us. Wesley, thanks so much for taking the time this evening on a uh, Monday evening of uh, an important week. Obviously, uh, there's a couple of weeks left for you in your high school career, and certainly uh, this coming week is a big one. And then uh, a third straight tight uh, state title appearance would be uh, a tremendous way to cap it off. Uh, talk about that, and uh, welcome to the show. Um, no, pretty much just trying to get a, um, another ring going on three. And, yeah. You know, I'm just just blessed to be here. No problem on being on the show. This has been for you. This has been like kind of a dream come true. I mean, you know, as far as an athlete to be at a school like this, uh, learning from coaching staffs, uh, being on a team that uh, traveled to California and been around and have done a lot of great things, even during the the pandemic. Talk about that because I mean, Miami Central is more than just a team. It's like a family, and coaches built. Uh, all the coaching staffs. I mean, you don't see many coaches leave that uh, program. Talk about that uh, that Miami Central program. You know, everybody involved. Um, like you said, um, we're a family. The program is a family. Uh, everybody wrestle everybody, so everybody know everybody. So everything is just a family. Everything is family based. 
and you know we just go off that. Obviously, you've seen a lot of senior classes the last couple of years go on, go on to different uh, levels, uh, c- guys that you watched when you were young. Uh, you know, what what did you look to, uh, you know, give this uh, program being a senior, you know, as far as some of the younger kids maybe to, to be there for them, to ask questions or answer questions or, or to just be, a you know, serve as a, a role model on the football field? Were you looking forward to that? Because I know when you were younger, you had a couple of guys uh, like Bethune and, and players like that to look up to. Um, were, were you waiting and were you relishing this opportunity to, to be a team leader like this? Um, I most definitely was. Uh, you know, when I was a freshman just coming in, uh, just looking at the older kids, you know, seeing what they was doing, you know, understanding the program and the program's history and, you know, just, just getting built into it and, you know, like just making it your lifestyle. You know, it was right. great. Uh you go to if you go to Miami Central, you're gonna get you gonna get that experience. Um um, you're gonna win games. You're gonna play real football for a great, for a great system, for a great head coach, Coach Will Smith. Yeah, he is, and and obviously you have a lot of great coaches, assistant coaches that surround and teach you guys. Your competition level, have an opportunity to go up against some of the players on the offensive side. Talk about that because a lot of people don't understand, but. Your, some of your toughest opponents are in practice. You know, you look at some of these players. I mean, your running game, you have three three kids that can run, all of them very deep. You have two quarterbacks that can make life tough on you. You have a, a very active offensive line, tremendous wide receivers. Talk about going against that uh, defense every day, because uh, offense every day, because that's, to me, I mean, that's as tough as you're going to get in any game. Uh, yeah, like you said, um, us going against our, ourselves, you know, uh, that that's that's our preparation. You know, every week we do two minute drill. You know, we go at it. Uh, we go head to head. So, and, you know, we compete. So us competing against each other most definitely get us ready for the game, um, right. and, and get us ready for what's coming and what's coming ahead. So, you know, it, it's just great that we that we get good enough to to you know go against each other. Excellent. Wesley Bissent joining us. A linebacker, senior at Miami Central, obviously one of the top ones around. And how do you, you know, during the course of the year, obviously everybody's always hounding you and wanting stories and wanting to know what you're doing. You kind of learn how to block that out and just concentrate on, you know, what you have to do. I mean, is that has that been something that you've kind of learned how to do or have you watched, you know, the older guys the last couple of years, how they dealt with, you know, all that? How, how do you kind of deal with it? Do you kind of block stuff out? Oh, uh, yeah. Sometimes I'll, you know, block stuff out, uh, you know, and stuff like that. Um, right. Yeah, so. Talk about the one thing that a lot of people want to know is what do you have to work on? yourself I mean from a from a, a, a position standpoint before you hit college what are what are some of the things that you want to work on whether it be your speed your strength uh, just watching more film knowledge you know re- reacting to different plays what are the things that you need to work on Wesley that you think from a from a self-critical standpoint no nothing that nobody's told you but just things that you think by watching your film or just playing that you need to work on um, what I think I need to work on is uh, being 
know, consistent. Uh, just being more consistent and, and just just being there, like with my right. team, you know, like we said, this year we having a great year. Um, so still got time to fix it. Got two more weeks left, so that's what I'm gonna try to fix. No doubt. Obviously, uh, team this week coming from a long way away, um, uh, Baker County. And uh, did did you have you started watching film on them, or do you start doing that tomorrow? Uh, we started watching film already. Okay, good. Uh, are they? I know they have a, like a small running back, <clears throat> and they had a couple of kids that look athletic. Probably nothing more than you haven't seen already. Obviously. Uh, but uh, they're there. You're there. It's going to be a game Friday night, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. And again, thanks so much for taking the time this evening. I know you're busy uh, during the week, and I just wanted to get you on there and say great career and uh, congratulations, and continue to do what you do. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Good. Anytime. Wesley Besaint, the linebacker from Miami Central, outstanding, outstanding football talent, uh, does some. Excellent things. I mean, this is a guy that uh, uh, he goes sideline to sideline. He's athletic. First first time I noticed him, I think he was coming out of ninth grade to tenth grade, and the coach was saying he played basketball and he can jump, and I watched it. I mean, that's uh, that's impressive. I mean, that's impressive when you can do, uh, you know, that when you could do something like that. And um, but uh, and and obviously, a lot of schools. Um, you know, you don't you don't realize uh, what's you know what's going to happen. As we said, there's all these all these people are talking about uh, you know new coaches and uh, who you're going to get. Who you know who you're going to get. I mean, you know, obviously there's with, with the windows closing and uh, you have to you have to get some, you know, you have to go and get who you have to get, and uh, they'll make up their mind. I'm sure sooner or later. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 